My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. It's time for today's travel and cruise industry news. With the latest from travel and cruises around the world, here's your host, Chili Falls. Good morning. Welcome to travel and cruise industry news. I'm literally, folks, this may be the nuttiest morning I've ever had since I started doing this show several years ago. We got breaking news happening everywhere today, plus uh, a guest uh, coming in. Our friend Sharon Bavay has been sending me stuff all morning uh, uh, for, for that we were going to use today. And then this nutty stuff has been going on. I've got the latest from WAVY-TV in Norfolk on the uh, cruise ship that's a fire. The Spirit of Norfolk's uh, fire started yesterday afternoon. Had about 110 uh, uh, kids on board. It is still burning this morning. Uh, breaking news, the Coast Guard medevacs a man from the Eurodam this morning. And we've got breaking news coming out of the Virgin Voyages, folks. The Resilient Lady season is going to be canceled. They're not going to have an, an inaugural season now until next year on the Resilient Lady. All that's happening this morning. On Wednesday, Travel and Cruise Industry News, on this, the 8th day of June. Wow. And today is World Oceans Day, folks. So, you know, if you can, do something good for the oceans, like uh, pick up a piece of plastic. Because that's one of the big problems with the ocean today is plastic. Uh, uh, Don't use a plastic straw today if you can avoid it. How's that? Nice, simple. Easy thing to do that will actually help the oceans. But especially if you see an empty water bottle, pick it up and throw it away. All right, we've got cruise ships sailing today from North America ports. All of it has to do with Alaska. Up in Seattle, you've got the New Amsterdam and the Zyderdam land packages get started today. Vancouver, you've got the Grand Princess Zyderdam and Nordam land, all land packages. 
uh, the Nordam cruise sails from, uh, no, I take I did that wrong. The Grand Princess and Zyderdam are cruises sailing from Vancouver, and the Nordam is a land package from Vancouver. There we go. An Anchorage Seven Seas Mariner cruise sails, and the Majestic Princess land package kicks off. As well as uh, from Anchorage, the Koenigsdam land package, the New Amsterdam land package, the Zyderdam land package, and the Grand Princess land package. In Fairbanks, the Majestic Princess and New Amsterdam land packages get underway. Uh, also in Fairbanks, the Royal Princess land packages get started. And out in Honolulu, the Pride of America land packages gets underway today as well. Headlines today, of course, like I said, we've got the breaking news from everywhere. The Coast Guard medevacs man from uh, Uradam. We've got the story on the resilient lady. Also today, we've got MSC's Explorer Journeys named female as its first captain. You got a plane carrying Prince Edward makes an emergency landing. Carnival president named influential leader. Hotel prices skyrocket. Seaborne latest to fully resume operation. Disney Dream leaves Port Canaveral. Tangiers denies entry of a cruise ship. And man, a whole lot more here at 11 this morning. Wow, what a crazy show it's going to be. If you're listening by the podcast, you can always access the podcast via my blog, which is travel. Uh, come on, tongue. Access by, via my blog, which is accessadventure.net, or any place you always get your podcasts from, like iHeartRadio, Podchaser, Pandora, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Just search for travel and cruise industry news. The old fat travel guy is going to pop up. I've also got a bunch of stuff from our folks that are traveling this uh, this week, which hopefully I'll have time to get to, but we're going to put that on the back burner for now because we've got so much more to do. And I'll be bringing in my special guest today, Sharon Bavay, right after we pause for a break for a moment from one of our network sponsors. Back with Sharon here in just a second. My dad works in B2B marketing. But I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. All right, 
back at it. Sharon, are you ready to come on? <laughs> I can't see from your stream, so I'm going to pop you on. Let's see. There we go. Hi, Sharon. Vivian, Vivian, you want to say hello to Chili? No. Okay. How are Vivian? you? Hey, Sharon. Wow, what a nutty day. Oh, it's been a crazy day, but I'm glad that the world is sunny and it's good. Yeah, it is. All right. We were in Alaska at the same time on different yeah. ships. And I, unfortunately, the outcome was grossly different. Tell us what happened with you. Well, first, I have to ask you a question. Was your ship at capacity or close to capacity? 100%. Okay, my ship was about 50% capacity. Yeah. And I was on a princess ship. And um, there were quite a few of us that got COVID. We never will really know the numbers. And um, we were talking, we had two opportunities to talk. And we pretty much all believe in a, for, a well, actually a paramedic. Um, he was on the COVID bus and he believes he got it on the Mendenhall Glacier whale watching tour. And because you were put on these school buses and then you were shuttled to the glacier and then you're put on more school buses and then shuttled to the whale watching and the whale watching was packed, you know, just, you know, body to body. And the carnival spirit was in port that exact same day. And, you know, it's like when you're stuck in your cabin and then stuck in a hotel, you have nothing to do but obsess about where did you catch this thing? And um, so that's why I was curious about your capacity, because I know that I've, I've done several cruises and Princess, every night they sat me at a community table with different people, whereas on Celebrity, I was pretty much seated next to the same people, even though it wasn't planned every night. Yeah. And and Celebrity wouldn't even let me sit at the same table as other people. I had to sit like at a, like a table for one that was like a foot away. And um, so I was just curious about... You know, I think that, yeah, I'm, we were there at the same time and I was hoping to connect with you at one of the ports, but I'm glad now we did it. Well, yeah, of course. Uh, speaking of the uh, tables, Royal Caribbean, um, I was at a table for 10. I believe it was 10. So with me, since I was solo, now there were a couple other solos there, but I think there was like nine people at the table, but we were the same nine people every night. And they were, it was a, a, just a wonderful table. But see, I would actually to... prefer that. Yes. Cause I did yeah. see some of your pictures and that way they could do contact tracing. But if they did contact tracing for me, they'd have to go to 50 people. Yeah. Yeah. And, so and, they did and, have. And princess, yeah. So, and, and I was just curious because I know that with your cruise, um, you did, you didn't do shore excursions, but. You did do some on your own, but you were with like people that you knew, I guess, or you were yep. on a tram that was open. Yeah. Because these the, whale watching ships are very tight and it's warm inside and it's pretty well, much the, warm because everybody's breathing and, you know, yeah. and, 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 um, but you know, it was fascinating. Princess did do a great job at whisking me away, keeping me away from other people. Um, the tough part was, is that I was traveling alone and you couldn't like go to guest services if you had a question. So I took the COVID test at seven o'clock at night 
And they said, if it was positive, they contact me within an hour. They didn't contact me. So I put my luggage out to be picked up to go with me out to the airport, to the shore excursion. And lo and behold, at one o'clock in the morning, they call me and they said, oops, you got COVID. And I'm like, really? What about my luggage? It was the first thing I said. And my luggage was lost for like two days, but I probably spent about eight or nine hours on the phone trying to get my luggage. And it was crazy, but it turned out that they were so busy with COVID cases that were much more serious than mine. And all they had to do was tell me that I was positive, that they just, they didn't have time to tell me until one o'clock in the morning. Now, when, when Sharon says that we're serious and more serious than hers, and and this is gross folks, I'm going to tell you that right up front, but you gotta, you gotta hear this. That's what COVID sounds like. That was I terrible. couldn't hear it. Could could everybody else hear it? Oh. Wow. I don't know. <laughs> Let's see. So you didn't hear that. I did not hear it. And it's it was I made the video because I'm part of the Pfizer study and they're gonna meet with me in Florida. And they wanted to see me right away. And I'm like, I'm kind of in Alaska, but I was coughing like a seal and my throat is still not a hundred percent, but I actually, I mean, princess released me after five days of testing positive. And then I actually paid with my own money to stay a few extra days because I didn't want to be on a plane for nine hours hacking and sounding like a seal. And, um, it was it was fascinating to see the process and um there were my hotel was booked there were at least three or four hotels booked with just people from princess and holland america so you know i mean it was fascinating but like legally i could travel after um five days and i kept it took me about three or four days to find out when can i travel when can i travel but i found out with if you wait 10 days after your symptoms first start, then you're not contagious. And I did get that confirmed by people in Florida. So I opted to stay in Alaska because even if I would be slightly contagious, I did not want to be on an airplane for nine hours. Right. Yeah. And, and so even though I'm still not contagious right now, um, I just I have friends that don't want to see me until I don't have a nasally voice. And what's really um, kind of odd is I got a message from celebrity that, and then I've been talking to celebrity because I booked the celebrity beyond transatlantic because I had a future cruise credit that was going to expire. And I was talking to them in May. And finally, I mean, I said, I really don't feel like going overseas by myself because if I get into a COVID hotel and I don't have American TV to watch, or I don't have this herd debt trial to watch, I will go insane. And luckily on June 1st, um, probably because of COVID still being rampant, Celebrity has now extended our future fuse credits indefinitely. So I can cancel that Celebrity Beyond selling. And I just, you know, when you've been locked up into a hotel and when you've you know, I mean, literally, I walked when I walked out the ship, they had a guy behind me walking backwards, spraying this. And I mean, it was wild. It was everything you would see, like, you know, on TV. It was like they're spraying the sanitizer after I walk, like with a cloud. 
but I did have an amazing act of humanity. I was, my steward was just super sweet. And for about two days, I just kept ordering inside. And I'm like, just don't come in here. Don't come in here. Cause I kind of suspected it, but I thought it was probably a cold. And, um, I, I, I was getting into the elevator with the two guys in like, you know, aprons and all the gear and I this arm pops into the elevator and it was my steward with my cell phone charging cord <laughs> well and thank I mean, goodness for that to COVID gel and I thought oh my god this guy's my hero you know I mean yeah. he went in there and he saw I left him I think like forty dollars and you know and and but it, my luckily my cord was right near the money so, but I got it back because I would have gone nuts, but um, it's, you know, COVID is real and, you know, and it was weird because I'm part, I'm fully vaxxed, but I'm unboosted and I'm part of the Pfizer study. But then when I was, they had a, like a nurse lady come in every morning to check our pulse and just to see how we were doing. And I asked her and I was the only fully vaxxed, unboosted person on my floor. And there were probably about 30 people on my floor. Yeah. So... I'm really curious because I think that the cruise lines, if boosters, because they collected so much data because they wanted to know to create future policies, I think that if boosters really did make a difference, they would have immediately required boosters. And I know they're required in Europe because, you know, it's just, it, it's mind boggling to think that I, um, you know, my case, I thought I would just, I think I've had it before a couple of times that I've been told, but they were asymptomatic. I never felt anything, but this time I actually got sick. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, and you know, I've been, this is my seventh, eighth cruise. Oh, cause I have to count the Bahama, which is Margaritaville at sea, but you know, it's like Russian roulette, you know, you don't know what, what's going to happen. You don't know, are you going to be next to that one person or, but I think that, and also the embarkation process on princess, we were stuck in this huge building, but we were all fully masked, but we were there for three hours, about two, three hours because they had, it was one of the first cruises back to Canada and they had a problem with their computer systems. So I have to question if it wasn't, if it wasn't the the bus and the whale watching, it could have been the embarkation because I really wasn't that close to people most of the time. You know, Alaska is so great because it's so big and so scenic. Yeah. But but I'm glad that you didn't catch it. And what's odd is you were on a cruise line that had lots of kids. Yeah, uh, and well, we had a, a full ship, number one. Um, my two ventures off the ship, I did the uh, the tram and uh, to Mount Roberts, so I was in a closed space with a pretty good num number of people, uh, and they weren't masked. I don't not maybe a couple were, uh, and then I did the the um, lumberjack show in Ketchikan, and nobody was masked. That was of course outdoors. But See, and there was, what, yeah, very few people on Quantum uh, were masking at all, but they did end up shutting down one of the wings of Deck Three for uh, isolation cabins. And and those were the people that offered to get tested because there were I I, I mean I noticed a lot 
of little sniffles and stuff. And I will bet you if more people were tested and they didn't have to be because we were going northbound to Alaska. So we didn't have to be tested to fly home. Yeah. And, and so it, you know, I really, I, I mean, I, I, I was told when I talked to family services, because I did have some issues with not communication, that they said that Vancouver has been a nightmare because of so many people that are stuck there for 10 days. And um, when you think of the price that that they're having to pay, and it's like, my care was $350. It was $340 a night for the hotel run by Beacon, which meant it was a hotel that was nothing but COVID cases and um then on top of that they gave us a hundred dollars a day for food or you had to pay the 85 dollar fee to the captain cook hotel restaurant that would cater but then you were stuck not having choice so i did the instacart and uber eats and then we also but the problem is and changing the flight so my flight change was about six seven hundred dollars but we had to pay out of pocket and we still haven't been reimbursed so the one thing I've learned, and I've read articles from journalists that were on the Discovery Princess that were that got COVID, you know, with Holland America, and um, and they offered to pay the journalist um, COVID fees for them, whereas the average person, we are out of pocket. So on my American Express bill, I've got an extra like three thousand dollars that I didn't anticipate, and you got to pay it off when you get the card. Yeah. So I, I think that's one thing that people need to be aware of, even if they're insured. And, I, and the other time I got to talk to people was at the COVID hotel because some people, I, it was weird. I had an insurance travel insurance policy and oddly they canceled me. They canceled me. So I was lucky. I could just then send my receipts to princess and they would reimburse me. But there were people that were forced to go to really, motels that were not just COVID because their travel insurance got them a rate at, yeah. you know, at a different hotel. So really, if you have travel insurance, investigate and find out what hotel will they put you up at if you have COVID? What will they give you for food? Princess, I believe, was very generous at $100 a day. Yeah. Some people say, well, that's not enough if you do room service. But you know what? They have it all pre pre-figured out and you know you're not going to go hungry if you just follow the princess program um i think princess was overly cautious and then i've talked to people and i'm like why is carnival not masking because princess is making people mask and it's really because the people that ended up that were in the hospital that because you know i saw that you know I, I i know people that went from my hotel some had to go to the hospital if i needed therapeutics i would have had to go in an ambulance um, and what's frustrating is in Florida, I would have had access to therapeutics like that, and I wouldn't have had to go to an emergency room. So it really is state to state. You have to see what is available. And I'm actually going to talk to my doctor and try to get the therapeutics and, and carry them like a Z pack, yeah. you know, because if I had therapeutics, I wouldn't have that cough you heard that went on for about a week, uh, maybe a little. And, and I, I don't think. I know if I had the therapeutics, because I've talked to so many people, an easy access. And, you know, and I did not want to put that charge of the emergency room and all that on my credit card. So I knew I could get through it, but I did have two nights that I'm like, oh, should I call them? Should I call them? And, and I didn't. 
but this, th I think I got the new variant and I'll find out, I hope, because sometimes the Pfizer people won't tell me. It's like they take my blood and everything and they won't tell me what they found out. But I believe it was the new variant because it did drip more, whereas I heard that the um, Omicron was more just in the head. Yeah. So I do yeah. believe that this new variant is not as nice as the other variant. But this is all just my speculation. But but it is it is odd. That, and I do think that a lot of people, they need to go back to work. They don't want to test. So even if they don't feel good, they're just going to buck up and they're just going to get off that ship and get home. And I totally, I respect that after seeing the lack of communication that I got. It was very, very frustrating. But so even though I'm impressed by Princess with some of how they did it, I think that they were overwhelmed with people. And even my luggage, they finally, after two days, they finally found it and they brought it to my hotel. But the COVID hotel was so busy with these people with COVID that they couldn't get the luggage to me for about four hours. Wow. And it was sitting in the lobby. But, but, but you know what? It's something that we're going to have to deal with. So for me, I'm canceling my transatlantic because now I can use that future cruise credit. And I just don't want, it was not that I have PTSD from a cruise, but in a way I do because I've experienced literally being alone and there was like nobody that could help me. Even if my nephews that lived in Alaska came over, they would not have been allowed in my room. And I mean, I mean, you're stuck. I mean, I knew worst case scenario, I could call my nephew, Justin and Wasilla, and he would bring me some, you know, some really decent food to eat. But I had that via the Instacart. But, but with your cruise, do you see Facebook posts? Because I do notice that a lot of people were talking about testing positive after their cruise, but those posts were taken down in our in our Facebook groups. So, you know, we really won't have much, we don't really know what's going on, but when I see these cruise lines, well, Princess, but not Carnival, but I think that's because the people that get it more severe are older and Princess has an older demographic. And I think Carnival needs to make money so they're gonna not be masked. But what have you heard about masking on cruise ships? The, the only one is uh, the, the one yesterday that, is requiring it now for uh, the Island Princess, which is a little different set of circumstances. Okay, uh, what's, what's their circumstance? They've got a lot of people. Well, the, the, a lot, yes, and that's a extended. It's like a forty-eight day cruise. Oh, so yeah. um, they they've initiated full masking policy on that. But it's just at this point, it's just rumor and innuendo from everybody. Although, again, this morning I just found out Resilient Lady is canceling their season. So that they're, they're going to hold off on the inaugural season now to 2023 just because of the situation. So I, I got a feeling we're going to be hearing a lot more stuff here in the coming days. I think there is. And I think the only cruise I'm going to take the rest, I rented it. I was supposed to be on an Iceland cruise um, with Norwegian. And I, right before final payment, I just had a gut feeling and I canceled it. And then I thought if I really want, I have the flights, I could just rebook it at a cheaper rate. And sure enough, it's going down in price, probably because people are seeing that there's issues. But um, I'm renting a camper van in Iceland. I just felt like, you know what? I want to have control. I don't want to be embarking on a ship 
and be stuck with people for three hours, you know? And I do believe that like what Celebrity and Royal have done by allowing those future cruise credits that were supposed to expire, because some people had thousands of dollars on the line. Yeah. And they were going to lose their money if they didn't sail. So, but, but you know what? They did go to full capacity. That's why I think every cruise line is doing some things right and some things wrong. Yeah. And, and I do believe after cruising on ships that were as low as 30% and as high as 70%, I felt the safest at about 50%, 50, 60%. Yeah. But, but well, I have I'm, to say, I have felt very comfortable on, on all the ships that I've been on. Exactly. I, I don't know now that issues have crept back up. If that is can change, you know, I don't know. Well, I do believe that. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. You just blacked out, though. Okay, hold on. Okay, uh, uh, you're back. You're back. Yeah, I'm here with the Viv. Viv is yeah. sleeping. So, but basically, I do believe that Florida has worked on the embarkation and they perfected it and they've got full-time people that are boarding different ships every single day and you go at your time you walk onto that ship yeah. whenever i've been on a cruise not embarking at florida or even the bahamas paradise which is margaritaville at sea they, the people weren't experienced enough and there were lines for a long time it took me about two hours to to board margaritaville at sea so i do believe that embarkation has a lot to do with with COVID. Yeah. And I'm really curious to see the mask mandates because I know that the cruise lines don't want them, but if they prevent COVID, they want them. But they yeah. would prefer for people to be happier. So if mask mandates don't happen, that will mean their data shows because the people that were on my, my quarantine bus, they were the people I saw wearing masks, the whole cruise. So. I, I really, I, I, my eyes are open. If a mask 100% works, I'm there. Will yeah. I, no, but at the end of the day, you want to do what's safe. And, and I'm doing what's safe for me and you do what's safe for you. And yeah. what I love about America is that we have the freedom to choose. And if princess is making people wear masks, knowing their demographic, kudos to princess. And I know you've got one of your biggest followers, Katie, on the Discovery. I yeah. hope she, I think Discovery is supposed, people have told me and it's an amazing ship, but there are people, there's a journalist that got COVID on the Discovery. Yeah. And, 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 and COVID is everywhere. It does not, I was on the Grand Princess. So I was on like the, one of the less expensive princess ships. So it does not discriminate against cruise ships, yeah. but, but, I really hope that everybody still cruises. It's just that, you know, we have to decide where we want to cruise from. Would you do Alaska today knowing about COVID or would you do a different itinerary? I would probably do Alaska again, even because I was so comfortable but i would do it cautiously i mean i would mask up myself all the time i would be it, much more careful but i would it, yeah. i would probably do it because alaska is so beautiful yeah 
it's truly beautiful. So I want to thank you so much for having me. But I just wanted to say that if you can ever play that video so people can hear me coughing, it's I'm 57 years old. And luckily, I have now a hundred celebrity. I have my certificate of recovery now lasts 180 days. Yeah. But for 180 days, I'm likely to test positive on a PCR test. So it really, I have to remember to carry that document because what if I'm in some country like Canada and they give me a random PCR test, I'm then a hostage for 10 days. Yeah. And, and, and people really need to think about that. But at the same time, cruising is awesome and, and it's gonna continue. It's just, I think the next year is, is gonna be some rocky sailing. So thank you, yeah. Chili, for what you do. Thank you very much, Sharon, for being with me today. And you have a great day. And get get well completely soon. I hope so. I don't want to scare people anymore. At least the cough is gone. Yeah. Thank All right. Again. Thanks so much, Sharon. Bye. All right. That was our own Sharon Bavay talking about what it's like to have COVID. Wow. Now, let's see if I, and I don't know if you guys heard this or not. So let me come back over here and just see, since without having the duplication, if you can hear her cough. That's a cough. Okay. Now, let's get on with the news today, folks. Man, there's so much going on this morning. Holy heavens to betsy all right let's see where am i up here i gotta come up here to the top news story of the day which of course is one of our emergency uh breaking news items coast guard medevacs a man from the Eurodam. the coast guard evacuated a man from holland america lines cruise ship the ms Eurodam south of Duke Island in Alaska. The crew of the MH-60 Jayhawk Coast Guard helicopter from Sitka Air Station hoisted a man who had symptoms of cardiac problems. The crew took the patient to Ketchikan, where he was placed in the custody of the Guardian Flight Aircraft for transport to a higher level of medical care in Bellingham, Washington. At 6.30 p.m., the Coast Guard received the first request for medevac from the cruise ship Eurodam, which sails, of course, under the flag of Netherlands. The crew of the Coast Guard helicopter arrived at the scene with the Eurodam around 10 p.m. at the entrance to Dixon, about 30 miles south of Duke Island. The crew lowered the rescue swimmer and the rescue stretcher before lifting the patient onto the plane. At the time of the medevac, there was a wind of about 20 miles an hour. Prince Edward. Actually, I skipped a story, so let me uh, skip down to this. Plane carrying Prince Edward and his wife Sophie to Gibraltar yesterday was forced to make an emergency landing for a mechanical fault. The Earl and Countess of Wessex were heading to the British Overseas Territory on a visit 
when the British Airways flight had to return to London following technical issues. The plane had been set to touch down later in the afternoon before Edward and his wife Sophie were due to walk down Gibraltar's main street. The Earl and Countess of Wessex visit to Gibraltar, part of the Queen's Platinum Jubilee celebration, was confirmed in March. Spain, which has long uh, laid credit to uh, Gibraltar, is said to have protested the visit. They believe the visit is not appropriate due to ongoing negotiations over post-Brexit relations with Gibraltar. The visit was part of the royal family's ongoing tour of the Commonwealth. Sophie and Edward visited the Caribbean in April after Prince William and Kate visited other nations in the region in March. Both sets of visits were hit by Republican and anti-colonial protests. The royal couple recently returned from a visit to Northern Ireland. They were set to be in Gibraltar through tomorrow. Captain Kate is going to have some competition. Well, not really, but... MSC's new luxury cruise line, Explora Journeys, has appointed the captain of its first ship, Explora One. Captain Serena Milani will be the master of the vessel, which is expected to debut in May of 2023. The milestone is another step closer to Explora One's maiden journey and also marks a move toward the inclusion of more women in senior positions in the cruise industry. Captain Milani was first drawn to Explorer Journeys as it resonated with her passion for the ocean, exploration, and discovery. She said, I was very impressed by the love, respect, and knowledge of our owners, the Aponte Vago family, have for the ocean. Growing up on the Tuscan coast in Italy, I am thrilled to be a part of the European luxury lifestyle brand and to take the helm of Explorer One. Sailing to amazing destinations, some of which I have never been reached by cruise ships before. Serena's background led to her becoming the world's first female captain to bring a cruise ship out of a shipyard in 2020. In 2010, she became bridge officer with Regent Seven Seas Cruises and was promoted to master in 2016. Another lady that's uh, pretty well known in the business, Christina Duffy, of course, is president of Carnival. She was named one of the most influential leaders in travel and given an Etsy award during the e-tourism summit in Orlando this week. The e-tourism summit is the annual top-tier digital marketing conference for tourism professionals that has taken place through uh, tomorrow. Duffy has led Carnival through a tough couple of years, including the unprecedented cruise industry shutdown, which started March of 2020. She's managed to bring the cruise line out the other side, but it was not easy. During the shutdown, all Carnival ships were put on hold. There were no cruise vacations for well over a year until Carnival Vista Welcome guests back on board in the summer of 2021. 
The decision to award Duffy was based on her social media le- leadership on the social media platform, Lincoln. The number of posts and engagement was analyzed, and she came out on top in the most influential overall category. All right, according to Bloomberg and to STR, which is a hotel market data provider, hotel prices have increased by around 30% over the U.S. in the last year based on national averages from April and May, the most recent months when figures were available. Individual destinations, both stateside and abroad, paint totally different pictures, however. Cancun, for instance, despite the increase in year-round demand for Mexico's biggest resort town, prices have stayed virtually stagnant, almost the same since 2019. The Greek islands are up 17%. Italy's Amalfi Coast up 20%. Nantucket and Massachusetts is up 45.66%. The Hamptons up 51.01%. And at the top of the heap is Miami, up 55.64% in the past 12 months. Not sure that's a heap that you want to be on top of. Carnival Corporation's cruise brands are making a serious effort to return all their ships to the sea as soon as possible. On the 6th, Seaborne, the company's luxury cruise brand, announced the return of Seaborne Sojourn, the final vessel to resume operations for the brand. Other Carnival Corporation brands are doing equally well, besides Seaborne, Carnival Cruise Line, Cunard, and Costa have returned all their vessels to the sea. This was a little shocking to me this morning. The Disney Dream is leaving Port Canaveral after 11 years. They left for the last time Monday to disembark passengers before sailing to its new home port in Miami. Disney Dream sailed from Port Canaveral for the first time on January 26, 2011. Since then, the ship has sailed on hundreds of three and four and five night cruises to the Bahamas and Princess Private Island, Castaway Key. The relationship between the port has come to an end now that Disney Dream is repositioning to Port Miami. The reason for the shovel is the imminent arrival of Disney Cruise Line's newest cruise ship, the Disney Wish, scheduled for June the 20th. On May the 7th in 2023, the Dream will cross the Atlantic toward Barcelona. In Europe, she will sail seven to 11 night cruises from Barcelona and Civitavecchia in Rome, including stops in Greek ports such as Santorini and Mykonos. Later on, there'll be a series of voyages from Southampton, sailing to the vast amount of ports in Europe, including Reykjavik, Allison, Copenhagen, Amsterdam, 
Nisham, Frederica, and many, many more. Disney Wish, of course, is LNG powered. There's no other option for that vessel to own port in the United States. Port Canaveral is currently the only port in the U.S. with LNG bunkering capabilities. Morocco uh, I didn't want to do that, folks. I didn't mean to do that. Let's see if I screwed that up. <laughs> All right. The Morocco authorities prevented the cruise ship mine shift from docking at the port of Tangier due to an increase in COVID cases among passengers on board. The mine shift, uh, Hearse, departed on June the 3rd from Malaga, Spain on a seven-night Mediterranean voyage and was scheduled to visit Tangier on the 7th. That was, of course, yesterday, when about 26 passengers tested positive for COVID. So said a local report. The ship was carrying 1,785 guests, most of them Germans, including 640 crew. The same sources indicated the decisions to ban the ship were was taken after mine ship approached two miles off the Moroccan territory waters. And based on a report, the health authorities decided to deny entry due to an increase in the cases on board. Firefighters from the Norfolk Naval Shipyard are still working to put out a fire that broke out on the Spirit of Norfolk Tuesday afternoon. The cruise ship is currently at the Norfolk Naval Air Station. According to the fire chief, the fire was on the naval base on the Elizabeth River. The ship is normally at Norfolk's Waterside District. The fire was reported around 12.15 p.m. Tuesday on the ship outside the port for the latest on the situation, here is WAVY-TV Channel 10 in Norfolk. Probably developing news this morning. Overnight flames have continued to engulf the spirit of Norfolk. It's been burning up since yesterday morning when civilians had to be evacuated from the boat mid-voyage. Tonight, your side's Kara Dixon's in the newsroom, and she's got all the latest details, including a recent update in the past few minutes. Good morning, Kara. Hey, good morning, Asia. Now, that fire broke out just after noon on Tuesday, and nearly 90 of the passengers were kids on a field trip to celebrate the end of the school year. Now, according to the Naval Station Norfolk uh, PIO, the ship is still burning. Now, a call came in for the fire just around 1210 yesterday. Immediately, the Navy dispatched two tugboats to fight the fire and tow it into Naval Station Norfolk Pier 4 to battle the flames. The Victory Rover ship, which was nearby, also responded and helped get all of the passengers off the boat. The Navy, along with the Coast Guard and multiple city fire departments, quickly responded to the fire. 89 of the passengers on board were school children from Virginia Beach and 5th graders from Newport News. 10 on your side spoke with those who were on board when the fire broke out. It was stinky. There was a whole bunch of like smoke and we like had to eat like 
go to these different parts of like the uh, boat to and then we had to evacuate onto another boat which was also scary. I was a little nervous kindergartners and fifth graders you figured there's gonna be ultimate chaos but um, they were very brave um, a few tears here and there but overall they did a really good job. Now officials say they don't know how the fire started but believe it might have been in the engine room. First responders say fighting this type of fire is extremely complicated. A spokesperson for the Spirit of Norfolk says they regularly have trainings for these types of emergencies. Now there were not any injuries reported. We will keep you all up to date as we learn more. In the newsroom, I'm Kara Dixon, 10 on your side. And that's the latest from WAVY-TV Channel 10 in Norfolk. And the other thing that broke literally just before we went on the air this morning, the resilient lady and uh, messages were sent out to uh, their travel partners from Virgin Voyages. We wanted to reach out and let you know that if you have sailors planning to voyage aboard Resilient Lady, they'll be receiving communication shortly, letting them know that their voyage will no longer be taking place. Our sailor experience is one of our most important priorities. And given global challenges that still exist in the travel industry, we'll be delaying our resilient lady launch season. We understand this may dis be disappointing news for you and your sailors. So we'll be offering extremely flexible offers and reimbursements, which you can find detailed here. And they went on to detail that to their travel agents. So the resilient lady season is uh, going to be canceled. It is not officially publicly known yet, but that's coming, folks. So we still have some issues in the travel world, COVID-related, to deal with. Sharon brought up some interesting questions, one that we all have to think about. All right, I do want to go over and cover some of the things going on with our regular folks. Uh, one, our, our buddy Brittany uh, uh, Bartley that's over in Portugal, went to Portugal. She stayed at the uh, Altus Avenido Hotel in Lisbon. Uh, did, of course, a tour there. That's a view from the castle in Lisbon. She took a tram to Bellum and there went to the Coaches Museum, which is, look at those coaches. That's pretty awesome. And then her, her celebrating the 50th birthday cruise. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that publicly or not, but anyway, it's her 50th birthday coming up. <laughs> She's on the Azamara Pazoot. Again, I've never sailed on SMR, so I know very little about him. And, of course, that's our buddy. Um, in um, Lisbon. Uh, after she got on board uh, as a Mara. Uh, Bethany. Uh, then... Um, had her first meal. I'm trying to, I lost my place, folks. How do I manage to do that? Uh, when the pursuit sailed, they actually go under a bridge, which is, this is known, this is like the Golden Gate Bridge of Portugal. 
She sailed under that, and her first dinner was a lamb chop a meal. That looks just scrumptious. Again, folks, I just had lamb chops for the first time on one of my recent cruises. But look how relaxed Bethany looks on, on a cruise ship. That's taken from her cabin. Uh, then they, they got to Porto on the Duaro River and uh, had a little wine tasting in Kalim. And you remember that Bethany has always been a, she loves her wine tastings. So she uh, enjoyed some port wine while she was there. And then our friend, my friend, Rochelle, is in Barcelona. Of course, that's one of my favorite cities in the world. Uh, one, of the, one of the reasons is the cafes, the outdoor cafes in Barcelona are as good as anywhere. The market in Barcelona, I've been there myself. Fascinating place. Uh, you can see everything in those markets. I just European markets, European churches and European markets. If you've never been, folks, you need to go to both. And almost every city has a market similar to this and has phenomenal cathedrals that you just, you, you have to visit. And this is the, the big cathedral there in Barcelona. Uh, I've, I was there the first time in, uh, wow, like 1970, maybe 69 was the first time I was in Barcelona. I've been back several times since, but I'll just, I love Barcelona. Inside the bar, the cathedral, it's just awesome. And our Katie's up there on uh, in Alaska. This was uh, a formal night. She's all dressed up, decked out. And they went to Sabatini's. That was her dinner. Of course, she had some dessert up there for, I think she had dessert for a couple days celebrating her birthday. She was in Sabatini's on formal night. And this is in Ketchikan. And she went on a, a, a boat tour out to the lighthouse in Ketchikan. And then they got back on the ship. And this is Pittsburgh, Jason. This is just for you. Katie had pizza and said it was awesome. So that's for Pittsburgh, Jason. He likes this pizza. And then my friend that's out in Tahiti is actually staying at the Hilton Moria which is just an awesome place. This is the actual Hilton Hotel in the water. And that, of course, is, is the uh, lovely Libby. Hopefully, we're going to get a chance to talk to her in the near future. So, all right, let's go over to check in the chat room. And see who's with us today. 
I didn't get a chance to over here and back and forth several times this morning. All right. So Kenneth's with us. Hey, Kenneth, Cindy's here. Gretchen's here. Prim Travels is with us. Good to see you again. Nutty morning. Let's see a squirrel run past the screen. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. Gretchen says they can't, Tom. They're all eating their sunflower seeds. Well, you got to feed them too. Same here, Gretchen. Teasing our penny. Sonny's with us. Hey, Sonny, down in Mississippi. Sonny, I hope you're feeling better too. Uh, Nikki's here. Hi, Nikki. Was resilient lady. The ship, Jay from Ship Life, was going to be working on. I don't think so. I can't remember, Tom. I don't remember. Hot Air got his Tom's from Keurig. Wonder if they have. Chili pods. Chili gets his pods from Keurig all the time. I have had coffee this morning. I have two cups of coffee every day from Keurig pods. Cindy says hi to Sharon. So does Sonny. Everybody's saying hi to Sharon. I can't stand this talk about catching COVID. Maybe. You could catch it opening your cabin door. It's that easy to spread. There's no way you will ever know where you caught it. Yeah, I don't. Th- I I agree with that. You don't. You don't know. Um, and I, I mean, I, you know, I'm scheduled. My next cruise is scheduled. I'm supposed to leave here on the 24th, I think. And unless something massive happens, I'm going to go on like planned you know again i have felt comfortable now i'm fully vaxxed and doubly boosted and i'm still careful but i have felt very comfortable on the ships you know my problems all along have been with being on airplanes so i have not been comfortable either physically or mentally on airplanes so this next cruise i am going to drive my August cruise with Hot Air Tom, I had forgotten that I had I initially booked it, air on that. So I'm booked on, I'm flying on that one. Um, but yeah, I'm going to drive, I'm going to drive down for the, the group cruise with, with JJ's gang, JJ Cruise gang. Sonny says it's everywhere right now. It's so easy to catch. No way to trace where. More tests scheduled for Nikki. Hope you get answers soon. Emily's with us. Hello, Emily. Okay, so they did hear the cough. Yeah, that was it. That was an awful cough. I mean, I have. You know, I tend to cough at times. Mine is more because I'm straining 
my voice and my breathing with the amount of talking I do. And yes, I do still have a tendency to, I can cough. It's not from being sick. That's from all my other issues. Um, so clearly a difference in my hack and cough and what we heard from Sharon. That was an awful cough. Oh my God. That actually did more toward scaring me uh, as far as COVID goes than anything I've seen for some time now. I'll tell you that. That's how bad that cough is. Um, let's see, where are we here? Emily's just getting up. You're late getting up. As you put, must have drank some of that wine last night. Gretchen got her immigration clearance from Spain. Now just a COVID test for Princess. 48 hours minus time zone differences from sailing time. 10 p.m. on Saturday. I think tomorrow after 5 p.m. would be okay. Yeah. Friend of mine who's living in Sweden recently caused COVID from the dentist. She had some work done. Well, you don't know that for sure. I mean, you just can't tell unless they do better with contact tracing. Maybe they do better with contact tracing than we do in this country. And they can pin it down. Sonny says, wow, $350 a night for a COVID hotel. Sounds like price gouging. Well, that was in Vancouver, too, remember. I wonder what it might be like in Rome. I don't know. We have to isolate with COVID in the U.S. We don't need to stay in hotels when we have COVID in the U.K. Uh some states you have to isolate and some you don't. Um, there, Yeah, there are rules on different states handle things differently. Because in this country, they've politicized it totally. So you've got the Republicans and the conservatives doing one set of, of kind of rules and direction. And you've got the Democrats and the liberals following a kind of another set of rules and protocols. And it's confusing. You never know. And again, I'm not making a political statement on that. I'm not saying either one, either side is right or wrong. I'm not taking sides. I'm just, that's factual. I mean, it's, it's just, everything's been totally politicized in this country. And it's ridiculous. Even mask wearing. And still to this day, mask wearing is politicized. Hot Air says, when we had no quarantine in February, celebrity required us to make reservation in a hotel. We never told the hotel we were quarantined, just stayed in our room, except to get out uh, from the hotel. Restaurant turned out embassy suites didn't have room service. Ooh, that sucks. Joanne says, I was was trying to bring this up with with Sharon, and Sharon was on a roll, and I didn't want to interrupt her. Uh, But Joanne said masks are optional. She's just off Oasis of the Seas. Some of the Facebook Facebook group are testing positive. 
So far, they are negative. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Emily says, feedback when I talk? Really? Um, not sure what caused that because I shouldn't have feedback. But anyway, if I do, I'm sorry. Um, flying into the U.S., you need to test. Land crossing, no test. Okay. Oasis was at least 90%. 5,719 passengers, way too crowded for our liking. <coughs> yeah, there's, the ships are getting back to that now as a general rule. Otter said we've had two employees to test positive this past month more than during 2021 and 2022. Wow. So Prem says, if I test positive, can I just fly back to the UK? Who's going to stop me? It's a good question. I'm not sure. And I, I assume that depends on where you are as to how the cruise line handles it. Sonny says she was talking about cruise lines testing positive while on ship and cruise line knows about it. Lots of people may be positive at the end of the cruise, but don't test until they get home. Cindy's really curious about stats for boosted versus non-boosted. I'm doubly boosted. U.S. immigration needs negative tests to fly. Had a friend come back from Rome recently. No test because she flew into Canada first. Lots of loopholes like everything in life. Sharon, thanks for the certificate of recovery information. I'll need to get that. Cindy says that cough sounds like mine, but I am testing negative. Oh, hot air, hot air is coughing and hacking again, huh? Sorry about that, hot air. Um, let's see here. All right. Uh, there, Sharon popped in. Once a cruise ship tests you, the CDC knows you have it, so no flying for five days. Okay. Once the cruise ship tests you, that information goes to the CDC, and that keeps you from flying for five days. All right. Okay, that's going to wrap it up for today, folks. Goodness gracious. We have gone over the hour mark. So, uh, it's been a busy, busy day today. Glad you guys are with me. Uh, again, thanks to our, our friend Sharon for uh, popping in today and sharing with her with us her experience of, of COVID and what it was like. And all you guys that have sent me pictures and stuff from the 
trips and cruises you've been on. I appreciate that. For the rest of you guys, thanks for being with me. I'll see everybody back here, same time, same place tomorrow on Travel and Cruise Industry News. And then at 2 o'clock tomorrow, we have the Cruise Amigos with our friend Sue Bryant, the cruise editor of the Sunday London Times. So that's it for today. This is the old fat travel guy. As always, stay safe, stay healthy, think about cruising, and hopefully we'll see everybody real soon on the high seas. Later, y'all. I regularly post videos on all facets of the travel and cruise industry. So if you like to keep up with the latest in cruise ships, ports of call, cruises themselves, chilly chats, and travel and cruise industry news, just hit the little subscribe button in the lower right-hand corner, hit the bell notification so you'll be notified when a new video is up or we go live. This video was produced by Chili's Cruises. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be to be.